0: Hey everyone, Kelby Bachman here to make a quick announcement before we get started. I have partnered with Gina Perry and Beat the Streets National in hopes to help raise money for their Gear Up campaign. The Gear Up campaign aims to provide youth with a new pair of wrestling shoes, headgear, and workout clothing. We've all been touched by wrestling in some shape or form, so now let us provide the same gift wrestling gave us to those who need it most you can donate at national.beatthestreets.org slash letstalkwrestling or simply help spread the word about the Gear Up campaign. You can find the link and more information about the campaign in the show notes. Thank you so much for your support. Now, let's talk some wrestling.
1: Miami, the Playboy's paradise. Pretty girls, fast cars. That's just a facade. The bridge separates South Beach from my Miami. The real Miami. The MIA. This is where we hustle. Every day.
0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman. The song you just heard is Hustlin' by Rick Ross, and it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show, Dimitri Boyer. Dimitri was a four-time Iowa High School State Place winner and two-time state champ for Eddyville Blakesburg. He went on to wrestle at Coe College and was a D3 national runner-up per senior year at 157 pounds. He even did a little MMA, so safe to say Dimitri is one bad dude. He's now teaching at his alma mater, Eddieville Blakesburg, and is going into his first year as head wrestling coach of the Rockets. Dimitri shows pigs on the side and currently has some merch. So if you want to buy some Dimitri Boyer show pigs merchandise, you can find the link in the show notes or check out his Facebook page at D Boyer show pigs. Otherwise, please sit back, relax and enjoy Dimitri Boyer. You know, in a little bit, you'll probably have a, a little helper, though, in about, what, five years, yeah. maybe?
2: Yeah, Yep. yep. <laughs> i had a she's uh what is she seven months this month mm-hmm. uh yeah so that's definitely a big life changer
0: <laughs> yeah for sure that's awesome um really? so you um what else do you do in the summertime while you're just you know having uh having the time off from school <laughs>
2: um so i actually also do some um some mowing i i, I, I mow mm-hmm. i actually do I'm um, uh the keeper for our uh, township here and well, it'd be in Fremont um, Our senior townships. So basically I, I take care of all the cemeteries, mowing cemeteries. And, um, I do the, uh, fire station too. That's oh. kind of my summer job mm-hmm. right now. And that's been pretty lucky because the grass isn't growing. So I've had to mow a ton. We need <laughs> a ton. So that's kind of nice. But yeah, other than that, I'll help out. We got some farmers that I, I help out and, uh, Honestly, I run around, like, right, right around now, it's county fair time, and the kids mm-hmm. getting ready to go to the fairs and stuff. I'll run around and kind of check in on the kids and the projects and um, kind of guide them, tell them what I think they should do. Sometimes I'll I go around, I like, clip the pigs and stuff. Um, yeah, it keeps me pretty busy. Wow, did you? And I also, I guess, I, I also have a kids club. I do a lot of individuals um, in the summertime with kids, and I'll be having a camp that we'll do, um, so... A little bit of wrestling, a little bit of pigs, a little bit of melon,
0: really. (laughs) Yeah. Did you, like, (laughs) did you grow up on a farm then? Yeah. Yeah?
2: Yep. We had, uh, I grew up doing 4-H. I had pigs, I showed pigs, um, and horses. And, uh, we had, what do we have on our farm? We had horses, we had cattle, we had pigs. Jeez. Um... My sister showed dogs and goats. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had all kinds of animals on the farm.
0: Really? Where where did you live exactly? Because I know Eddyville, Blakesburg is the school, but what what area were yep. you at?
2: Yep, so I was actually in Eddyville. Okay. Um, so when I was right now, it's Eddyville, Blakesburg, Fremont, mm-hmm. what school is called. Um, but I actually lived in Eddyville. There's a big Cargill plant here, not here. there in town. I kind of lived in that section of it towards Albia. In between
0: El- Eddieville and Albia. El- gotcha. And where are you at now?
2: Uh, I am in Hedrick. Um, it, it's actually we're not far from Eddieville. It's probably 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. Depends on how fast you drive. Kind of by a tumble in that area.
0: Okay. Is that north? Is that north of Eddieville? Yes, a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because you're at North Mahaska. Is that where you're teaching right okay. now? Okay. I was.
2: You were? I just. Uh, so I was a PE teacher at North Mahaska, um, PE, I was just a wrestling coach there, and I just took the job at Eddyville. So now I'm teaching at Eddyville, I'm the head coach at Eddyville now.
0: Right on, okay, cool. Did, yep. How Lucky how that kind of all happened, you know? Um,
2: yeah, it's it's been, uh, I kind of I, I knew, I, was, I think that I was going to come back mm-hmm. to Eddyville eventually at some point in time, and the car just kind of fell right, and, man, and uh, yeah.
0: So are you a PE teacher then in, yeah. in Eddyville?
2: At Eddyville I will not be a PE teacher at Eddyville Um call it school for the school. It's um an at risk program there at mm-hmm. Eddyville I'll kinda kinda help kids that are falling behind and stuff like that. Okay. Um come my will kinda help kinda keep them going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's a new program they just put together
0: cool okay did you have did you have like um you know work in that before or how'd you get how'd you kind of get in that field
2: um no not really and it's kind of a something that um so the principal the superintendent came to me he was actually scott williamson he's actually the wrestling coach um i believe he wrestled at iowa All right. um, i think he coached like tri county and he's from lisbon um but he kind of came to me with, hey, this could be an option, would you be interested? I said, I'd rather be doing PE and lifting, but if it's going to get me on the door, yeah, I can make it work because I kind of want to be there and be the head coach. and that. So that's how I kind of got in that position. He's kind of helping me figure out exactly how to do it and stuff like that, but it's a work in progress, new challenge
0: yeah of course and you know at your alma mater I mean that's that's gotta be pretty that's gotta be pretty awesome yeah. you know going back to where you yeah. grew up and stuff
2: yeah it is and uh one of the things I have I have family there like cousins well, my cousin's actually the heavyweight there mm. um he's, he'll be a senior and I've actually been coaching against him for I mean yeah. I think we we duel we are at three tournaments maybe four tournaments Eddieville was at we are at a duel against them I've coached against my cousin for long time mm-hmm. he, and he grew up in my kids club and uh actually the heavyweight at northern mahaska we had they were wrestling partners in my kids club and then now they wrestled all the time and yeah it was yeah but it's gonna be nice getting back there and be able to coach yeah be, be in his corner for his last hoorah
0: yeah yeah you bet and you, you said you have other other family members coming up through the ranks
2: no no not not wrestling not wrestling um he,
0: he, he's the only one. Cool. Well, um, you had a pretty successful career, you know, coming back to your alma mater. They probably got you. They got? Do they got a Dimitri Boyer hallway or anything in there? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: I think they just need to build a new wrestling room. I yeah. really need to put my name on just to build one. Yeah. But
0: no. Yeah, it's probably also got to be nice. You're getting some mentorship from Scott Williamson. You said he was the head coach, and now. Yeah, you know he's helping you kind of figure things out. That's, yeah, that's gotta be that's gotta be nice.
2: Yeah, that that is nice. It's he's been coaching forever. Um, he's been all over between I mean, him and I. Also, I call my my head coach uh, when I was in high school, Corey Connell. I call him a lot. Mm-hmm. Got to bounce ideas off him to see what he'd do in certain situations because um he's really successful and he knows wrestling in and out and guy that I like to. If I have any questions at all, I just call him up and he answers them the best he can. And um, even even when I was coming over to Eddieville, I kind of talked to him about it and said, I asked him. Because, Sharon, we had, when I was there for five years and um, me and Ryan Groom, and mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot there. I, I think we only had eight wrestlers or. It wasn't much, Mm -hmm. and it's built up to where they they should be pretty darn good this year. And that was one of the things I was talking to. I'm like, man, uh, we're a pretty darn good team. I don't really want to leave. Plus, they built brand-new facilities, like Mm -hmm. brand-new weight room, brand-new wrestling room. Like, man, it's – and I really did like the school, but it was a 45-minute drive. And uh, he's like – he's in a similar situation where – he was leaving Eddyville to go to City High, and uh, they were about to be really good. Well, a few years after, they were top in the state. They'd a state title, and uh, he was like, yeah. He says, but opportunity's crews probably not going to last long, so you better take it if that's what you want. So,
0: yeah,
2: and cool. uh, I can go to him for about any question. Yeah. Anyways.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask about um, you know North Mahaska and New Sharon and that program because uh, it's a little unknown, you know yeah um, but you know it sounds like they're they're starting to kind of build something there
2: yeah and the, and the thing about it is i think that before i got there um i don't know how many years before i got there it was maybe 3 or 4 years somebody's probably going to hear this podcast and like oh you're go you're <laughs> but uh, i think it was like three or, maybe 4 or 5 years before that they didn't have a program really they have wrestling they had to go to Oski to wrestle. Hmm. And I don't think a lot of people understand what it's like to build a program up, even from the kids and the youth, not having like high school duels to go watch in their own gym yeah, good and point. to just, and, and to just have that to look up to. But now that it's building and building and building, they got a good thing going over there. Yeah. And, uh,
0: Yeah. So so they would go to school at North Mahaska and they would commute to Oskaloosa?
2: For wrestling. For wrestling,
0: wrestling. yeah, right. Yes,
2: for wrestling. That's actually kind of common around here. Like Mm -hmm. Eddieville, the Mm -hmm. Twin Cedars group, there's a school called Twin Cedars. They come to Eddieville for wrestling. Yep, so they'll, they'll play all their other sports in their school except for wrestling, which they'll come
0: over to us. What's that like in terms of, like, camaraderie? I mean, I, I find that just – that might be difficult for high school kids who don't go to school with them all day and then they all they do is just go wrestle with them and then they leave and, like
2: – Yeah. I oh. I don't know. I haven't experienced it yet. Mm-hmm. I will be able to let you know in about a year. <laughs> but, um, honestly, a lot of the kids that are coming from Twin Cedars – there's not a ton. Twin Cedars is a pretty small school and, mm-hmm. and they don't have a ton of wrestlers at the moment. But um, – I know the one high school he grew up in my my Outlaws Club. He came up with wrestling, so he wrestled with a lot of those guys that are in Eddieville. Um, the other kids they'll have coming in through junior high. Um, <clears throat> my junior high kids that I have, and their junior high kids that they have, have wrestled. They okay. play a lot of other. They play a lot of a lot of travel sports and stuff like that. So they've been around each other. Um, so I don't think it'll be terrible. Um, now, drawing kids that. Don't wrestle. Kind of get them to wrestle from those schools. That'll probably be my challenge. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, but it's something you got to figure out as we go.
0: Yeah, and you know, how do you get over there to that school to promote promote your sport? You know, promote them yeah. to come wrestle.
2: You know? Uh huh. I'm gonna go over to some football games. I know that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. Gotta figure that
0: out. Yeah, that, that that's an interesting interesting challenge you know I think yeah, you know I, I mean some people can see that two ways but you know I look at it as like you have a, a, almost like a whole nother school here of wrestlers yep. that you could potentially have
1: yep.
0: so yep. Um, let's talk about you a little bit when did you start to wrestle um,
2: I started I want to say it was second grade mm-hmm. um, that's when I kind of started I actually was a basketball player. Um, even up to the third grade, I think maybe like the YMCA youth league. Um, I was really bad. I mean, I was a good um, rebounder, but I could not dribble. I couldn't dribble to save my life. Like I couldn't dribble and run. I I would pick the fo- pick the ball up like a football and just try to run through people. <laughs> yeah. And uh, honestly I don't think I ever scored. There was one time that. I remember the ball going through the hoop. I took off down the court and I made a shot. My dad was the ref at the time, called me for traveling, the point didn't count. <laughs> and that's <laughs> about the extent of my basketball. Because I was on, my team was really good. The coach was, like, all right, boy, you rebound it and do not take off with it, you pass it. <laughs> I could rebound, I could not move with the ball. But mm. then uh I remember leaving I don't know if it was our league tournament or whatnot, down with the YMCA and going to the Atoma youth tournament for wrestling and that went much better for me.
0: Yeah.
2: And uh, from there I kinda of figured out, uh, hey, Bassel's probably not your thing. You're actually okay at this wrestling thing. So started doing that. Then I joined the uh um Eddieville Mini Rockets Club. And uh, went from there for a while, for a year or two, and then started getting into wrestling a little deeper. Um, when I started wrestling, they started a club up in Albia with uh, the Pose, mm. um, like the Lesions, the Pickerel, in that area. Um, mm-hmm. They had a club there called Club Griff. Eric Griffith, she actually coached in the Toma now. It's his club. I started doing that, (laughs) going in for a while. And then I uh, got into Landon Williams. He's he's assistant coach at Wartburg. Mm -hmm. Um, His dad, I think was talking to my dad and basically got us to come into the Hawkeye Kids Club up in uh, Carver. And that's when things started getting a little more serious. Mm -hmm. I started going to a little bigger tournaments. I don't remember if it was fourth grade, maybe the end of third grade. I don't know exactly that where when that was. <clears throat> I started going up there, wrestling with them because they were at the time of best in the state. Like that that was where the hammers were. Um guys like Crew, Nate Moore, um Gadson, McDonough. Yeah. And that's where you went and you knew every single day that you're sp- if you could put a weapon on somebody or somebody in there that's going to put a weapon on you type of deal.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, uh, yeah. I used to wrestle with, um, Gadsden and done a lot and we weren't, we weren't like the guys that were like the top tier guys either. We were kind of the guys that were kind of got thrown in a group and went, went our way type of deal. And, uh,
0: yeah, I talked just to kept I, I talked to Kyven, a couple months ago, and he said the same thing that it was him and McDonough and you, and they like put you guys in this corner because you guys weren't, you know, obviously you guys ended up up here, but at the time you were kind yeah. of, you know, they were the yeah. studs, and you guys were not yeah. at the time, and so uh, yeah, it's just funny it's, how that, that's like, funny, yeah,
2: that's funny you said that because it was it was true, like it was us going over there beating the crap out of each other mm-hmm. every now and again we'd get in there with crew and more and whatnot. But and my dad would always be like can you go over there and wrestle with crew more <laughs> and uh, get over there and wrestle with them and I'm like can like, we come here and do that and look back on that I'm like okay dad Well I'm so mad thought I was wrestling with Kevin and, <laughs> and uh, then yeah, yeah. Well, that was the youth scene and <sighs> My, my youth days were okay. Um, I remember exactly I played a state up to um, fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Then my six when I got to sixth grade, I actually uh, moved in with my mom and Oski and I didn't wrestle.
0: Really. So you took sixth grade like sixth grade off basically?
2: Yeah, I think I, I went to so I also wrestled another club in Albia. They're called Chaos Gold. It's um, ran by Chris Milburn. I kind of wrestled there too. Um, with the Browns and Caleb um, Brown, Trent Brown, Seth Brown, and um, those guys, mm-hmm. um, moved Austin. I kind of went to it, but I was kind of, I was kind of a year. I was kind of moved in with uh, my mom, and I just didn't do a whole lot. Played football. That's about it. Um, that was my sixth grade year. <clears throat> then I moved back, my dad's with my dad, and back to Eddyville for junior high, seventh grade. Actually, come back and. One AU State both 7th and 8th grade year,
1: mm-hmm.
2: And, uh, kind of my, I went down to the Tulsa, went down and did all that and stuff like that, but that's kind of my, uh, youth wrestling scene.
0: Yeah, and you know, it, it, even wrestling at that Albia club, like you said, with the lesions and Pickerel and the Pose, like, those were some studs too. <laughs> yeah. Know, like, yeah. You know, it, I, I get what you're saying, though, that they quite weren't on the level of maybe, you know, Carew and Williams and Nate Moore and those guys, you know. There's levels, yeah. and, you know, they might have been a notch or two below, but still some great partners.
2: Yeah. Well, and the thing about it is Albion was only, I would say, in the room that they had, there was only 10 minutes from my house, so it was pretty easy to get there. I mean, remember if we went up to... Iowa City, Iowa City is Iowa cities about an hour and a half. Ooh, okay. Hour by from, from the house. So I don't remember if we went up to Iowa City two or three nights a week. The other nights we'd go to Albia, Roski, um and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Just, just went everywhere. wherever I could get a workout in, that's where me and my dad loaded up in the van and we went.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I remember um I remember seeing you down at Tulsa. You know, I remember yeah. you and my AAU brackets and all that, like uh, winning it and whatever. So um <laughs> I think I, I thought I remember once you wrestled Sorensen in the finals and I thought he oh. tore up his knee or something.
2: Yeah, so that story. I think that was our eighth grade year. Thanks, was going for a sixth title. And I had I'd won it my seventh grade year. Mm-hmm. I wrestled Tommy Morocco in the finals when I think of no I don't know. I beat Tom and Roke in the finals one of the years with like a last second headlock running across the mat. Yeah. I think that might have been the same year because um yeah, I think that I got a single leg on um Sorensen. I went to I went to take him down. I don't know if I, if I just went to dump him, but it popped his knee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All the like Cedar Valley kids were like crying.
0: Yeah. <laughs> How, how is it like to win like that, you know? It, it's got to be tough. Obviously, it's tough to lose like that, but you know, to win like that is also kind of... That was the semis. Actions. Oh, that was a semi. That was the semis.
2: That was semis, oh, yeah.
0: All right, okay. Yeah. Okay.
2: And it's, I was honestly, look, I remember, that was one of the few matches in the youth, I remember. I was looking forward to it. Yeah. Like, I was, that was one of the matches. I'm like, well, this is going to... And we'll see if I am somebody type of match. Then doesn't get hurt. I was like, kind of sucks. Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, right. I mean, um, <laughs> <laughs> now you say that, Yeah, and you say that you were trying. You know, this is one match that you thought you were going to be somebody or see where you were at. When did you finally realize yeah. where you were at? You know, or that you were. What's that? When, when did you start to realize that you were pretty, you know, pretty solid yourself? You know, because there's still some Um, doubt until you prove yourself in in some ways.
2: Yeah. um, I think that, honestly, I say that there were some national tournaments I'd go to. Um, I remember we were down in Missouri at a national tournament. And uh, I think that, like, me, Dylan, and, like, one of the mangoes were in a bracket and, uh, I beat the mango kid and I think Dylan ended up winning the bracket. I don't know if I was third. Um, but I want to say probably that was probably in fifth grade where I, I think that I was starting to really catch a stride, but then I took a year off. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, took a year off. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm probably gonna be behind. And then obviously I caught up pretty quick, Right? But, yeah. Uh, I I don't know. It, it's it probably after my seventh grade year when I won state, okay. I'm like, oh, maybe I can still do this type of deal, mm-hmm. and then I'm grinding from there. I
0: think. Yeah, is that when you kind of <clears throat> um, started to get pretty serious about it, or or were you serious about it before then? You know.
2: Um. No, I I think that. <sighs> I had, I didn't wrestle all summer like a lot of guys did, but I think I would start going to a lot of camps, probably did a little bit more after that, and uh, I I was big in lifting. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that I started lifting in the third or fourth grade. My dad basically took the TV out of my room. Um, put a weight set in there and said you can basically you can do this instead of watch TV and play these video games. so
1: yeah
2: I had a I had a weight set in there and like for my birthdays, we might bring my buddies over and we had like lifting competitions instead of like video game competitions we had like lifting competitions nice. and uh, so athletics was just a big thing in my house like we all played athletics, so I think that pretty serious about doing that Mm -hmm. but i think when i got in the seventh grade and seeing that success is probably when i got more serious like all right might as well capitalize on this wrestling thing because i'm getting pretty good at it
0: yeah did did you do any other sports
2: yeah i uh played baseball Mm -hmm. played football ran track for a couple years um yeah, baseball, football, track,
0: wrestling. yeah. I'm surprised uh, you were able to do as many sports as you were while living on a farm. You know, most most of the time, farm farm kids in farm families, you know, they have all these chores they got to do, so they can only, you know, they're limited to the amount of sports generally. You know. Yeah. But it's cool that you were able to work it out that you could still participate if you wanted.
2: Yeah, I did. Basically, it was. Stayed home. Me, my brother, my sisters. We stayed home during the day, <clears throat> got all of our chores done. Or during school, had to get up in the morning and do our do my pig chores in the morning before I went to school. And then obviously we had our sports. We'd go do then Every time we got home, if we were coming home from the late baseball game, we Still had to go out, get the chores done, no matter what time it was. Type of deal.
0: <laughs> they were still waiting for you. When you
2: yeah.
0: Were you the only wrestler? or Did like. How did you get your start in wrestling if like nobody else was wrestling in your family?
2: Yeah. I do d I don't haven't didn't have any wrestlers in my family. Uh my dad, I from my, my dad played basketball in high school mm-hmm. and all my all my uncles and played basketball in high school. But I think there was a short stint my dad tried wrestling, story that I heard. Um and like it was like the state championship and he got beat and never wrestled again. <laughs> like like he wrestled like one year, got beat once, never did it again. Story type of deal. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it was I. I honestly don't know how I got involved in it. So I don't like I know a lot of guys have that story. Oh, this flyer came home. I think it was more my dad saying, "Hey, this kid sucks at basketball. <laughs> maybe we'll try his hand at wrestling." Type of deal. <laughs>
0: yeah, and it sounded like he was pretty. He got pretty serious. It sounds like, but maybe he was just serious about you working hard athletically
2: yeah yeah he he was working hard and I, it was probably just things setting you up for life and if you work hard at this you're successful at it and that's going to translate over to everything else you do in life because heck we had to um, yeah he worked nights a lot like when I was in high school he worked nights then come, come to the tournaments like my high school tournaments then through high school he would sleep like, between my matches, watch a match, go sleep again, and sometimes you have to work that night. Wow. And And, uh, yeah, it's probably just a work ethic thing, and just in sports, wherever avenue that we use, sports and the farm.
0: hmm <sighs> wow. Good on him for still going, and, you know, that's dedication from from a parent, you know, who's um, coming in there and sleeping yeah. while you're
2: – Great. All, all through – like I said, it was an hour – Hour and a half, hour four to five to get up to Carver. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he got up in the morning. As soon as he got off work, we jumped in the van and went. And heck, sometimes we wouldn't get home till 11 o'clock at night. And there was a lot to dedicate. My family did a lot um in making sure that I got the right partners, hooked up with the right people. Yeah, could have done any of that without him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> you know, didn't you have kind of a couple partners? Uh, Jake Demon at at Eddieville, Blakesburg. So that yep. was that, that was must have been kind of nice to have somebody in the room as well that you could clash with.
2: Yeah. Um. Actually, when when he was younger, I think he was a little chubbier. He was bigger than me. <laughs> yeah. Um. And in youth wrestle a little bit. He. <clears throat> I think he stayed around the Eddieville area a little more than I did. Mm-hmm. He would come a little bit, um, but I i was that guy that – family. we were that family that traveled everywhere. Mm-hmm. People called us crazy for driving places. We were – and like, why don't you just stay at Eddieville? Well, we did come to some of the Eddieville Youth Club practices, mm-hmm. um, but we were going out there. My dad – we weren't getting what we needed to from those practices, so we ventured out. Mm-hmm. We eventually came back, wrestled high school there, but we knew we need to get
0: more. <clears throat> that can be kind of tough, you know, and tough to explain, you know, why you're not going to a club practice. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah,
2: it, yeah, um, I know that there was, I, I, I know that there was, like there is now. There's still that says a lot of that same stuff now. People mm-hmm. don't know why they don't go to their school clubs and stuff like that but whatever the parents think best for the kids what's going to happen I know that sometimes it's sometimes it isn't always the best at what is best for the kid but whatever the parents think it is I you know that just from being on the club side of things coaching a club but yeah
0: yeah so you get to uh, you know you get to high school um, what were kind of your expectations as you were going in you got fourth two years in a row yeah. Was that kinda of tough or was like
2: Yeah. Um I was coming in thinking I was gonna win a state title right away. Um our very first tournament of the year, I come in I think it was Bondurant tournament. I was a freshman and uh I remember talking to my coach after the seating meeting. He's like, Hey I tried um getting you seated um, since you're a freshman. Um, they said this kid come in. I forget, he's from kid who say, now he's mostly pretty good." He's coming in. <clears throat> so there's a couple other kids in this bracket. They say that are better than you. And I told them that you're pretty good. He's like, "They put you at the 16 seed."
0: Oh, geez. Or whatever
2: that the lowest seed. So I had the one seed first. And uh, he's like, "I tried." He said, "That's the best I got." You're going to go out and prove him wrong. Well, I come out and I tech fall the the one seed. <laughs> and Uh, I think I opened some eyes there. Mm -hmm. And but I it was one of those things, I think the kid was like a senior. I come out and I did that and I'm like, you know what, I can I mean I was nervous. I can can wrestle these guys that are this guy's supposed to be good. I didn't know. Mm -hmm. If he's supposed to be good, then shoot, I can do this. It's ain't that hard. (laughs) But um yeah, that freshman year, because then I go and I wrestle in the Tricon tournament. and there's a kid by the name of Brad Xline. <clears throat> I uh, wrestled him and I, I think I majored him I, I beat him I beat him pretty bad I used to tilt I, when I was a freshman I tilted everybody like it was before the roll through tilt was even popular I did it to everybody because my dad when I was in youth wrestling that, that trip up to Iowa City my dad we would have like a in the back of our van these big box TVs like <laughs> yeah. it sit like had straps on each side of the front front uh, seats there was a TV in the middle and I had cassette tapes there was like Russian cassette tapes Grammy video cassette tapes Like on the way to and from he made me watch his technique videos
1: Huh.
2: like every time I went to Iowa City and there's those, those points of times where like he'd look in the mirror I'd fall asleep and yell I mean, he made me wake up to keep <laughs> watching these videos because he was all into like the techniques I mean he didn't wrestle so right. he didn't know a lot but he would he was all about videos, the technique videos, making sure I watch technique videos. If any new thing came out, if the Russians come out, you're going to do that. You used to make me do like the Russian warm-up that he's seen on one of the films. But, uh... Yeah. But, right back to the X-Line thing.
1: Uh-huh.
2: I wrestle at Trey County, Major. Then, we get to, uh, State. I wrestle him in the semis. And he stops our roll-through tilt, And... I'm a freshman, like this has worked on everybody. Mm-hmm. I like free. I just don't know what to do. And he uh, he might have majored me in the semis. So I remember going into that match, I'm like, heck yeah. I said, I'm going to be in the finals. I said, I destroyed this kid. I might have overlooked it. I don't remember. I'm assuming I might have. Maybe a little overlooking it and maybe the nerves being in the semis, knowing I could be in the finals. And he just put it on me, <laughs> like, embarrassed me. Thought my roll through tilt and I just had no to do. Mm-hmm. And then I to come back and got fourth, but he ended up wrestling Dalton Genson in the finals, Dalton Genson pinned him, I think.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You you was tough. Which, I
2: yeah, so it was very good.
0: Yeah. Well, it's still impressive that you, you know, you went on the backside, you still, you know, as a freshman, still winning that next match. I mean, yeah. That's a tough one when you lose in the semis and you have to come back and wrestle again. It was,
2: it was, it was, I, I remember thinking about it. I'm like, I don't, I don't really care for third. It's not like I came here to win, mm-hmm. be in the finals, but a little pep talk to my coach, get my head back in it. I think I wouldn't, I if I wouldn't talk to my parents or not, but Bad get for
0: us, yeah. So, fresh
2: beers, it was a wrap,
0: mm-hmm. and then sophomore year, same thing, you know. Yeah, again, I mean, did, did any doubt start to creep in, you know, next time it happened?
2: Um, my sophomore year, I actually got beat, <laughs> I got beat in the quarters. God, was the quarter semis? I oh, know, I got beat by golly. Uh- I don't remember when it was. I remember the kid. I, that's one kid I do remember. I don't remember his name, but he ended up getting the finals. He ended up getting. my got pinned in the finals too, and that just made me mad. I remember that. Um, I don't remember his name was. He's from Panorama. I ended up wrestling him in a freestyle tournament right after season. I believe I suplexed him. I was so mad.
0: <laughs> What weight were you that year? Oh, here you are. Oh, Zach Beekman.
2: Beekman, Zach Beekman, yeah. Yep. That would would have been at 35, I believe.
0: Yeah, yep. Yep. I believe it was quarters. Yes, it was, yeah. Then he went on a roll and just got upended by Mitch Johnson for, for third and fourth.
2: Yep, yep.
0: I forgot I had the bracket just sitting right next to me. (laughs) gosh yeah was any doubt start to creep in there when like you know you didn't get it done for a second year in a row um
2: i believe after that i got i actually got more focused um i started doing more summer wrestling um like i played baseball but i would skip baseball to go to camps Mm. um I believe I skipped Fargo camp. I skipped my a week of right before district baseball or district sub state baseball. I forget what it was, whichever it's called. Oh. I skipped that week of practice to go to Fargo camp, and I showed up at the game. My mom came picked me up, to camp Dodge drove me to the game, went and played the game, and then went back up to camp Dodge because so I just that was one of those things. I let my baseball coach know and said, "Hey, this is probably going to go to in college, and this is my my uh, focus." And it's one of those things, if you like it, if I can play, I'll play. I mean, if you're not going to like it, play. If you're going to bench, you're gonna probably just not going to go out, type of deal.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I start a lot more serious. Um, I knew, uh, I knew it was right there. I knew that I had been very, very close to that state finals. I'd watched that state finals so many times mm-hmm. as a kid to go out there and watch and just dream about, hey, being on that finals mat kind of put the nose to the grindstone and really honed in started doing I think I started doing a lot more individuals with Pablo I started doing individuals with him mm-hmm. a little more my dad would drive me up to uh that was actually when in Cedar Rapids wow
1: um, that's even for but he
2: like was in like a garage in Cedar Rapids or something Pablo was so I'd go up there and be me and me and Matt would doing individuals with Pablo McDonough um and and uh <coughs> Yeah, and then I don't think there was – there wasn't much doubt my my going into my junior year. I kind of was on a mission, mm-hmm. I think.
0: Is that when going into your junior year, was that when – well, I guess you kind of said before then, so in your sophomore year, when you started to think maybe I'm going to do this at the next level? Mm-hmm. Say that again? Is that like your your sophomore year going into your junior? You said that's kind of when you started to think you were going to do this wrestling at the next level.
2: Yeah, I, I yeah. Um, as long as my mind, I really love football. Like football, I love football. I just love hitting people. <laughs> um, I was one of those guys that I might not know the play. I just don't know that I'm supposed to go hit somebody, type of deal. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. <clears throat> I th- also think that's probably when I kind of figured out, hey, you're, you're too small and probably not quite fast enough to play football, mm-hmm. and wrestling is probably going to be your avenue. And uh, yeah, that's probably when I kind of my gears change and kind of knew that that's what I was going to do.
0: Did you ever consider even going the football route? <laughs> um, At least testing the waters? Thought about it? Yeah.
2: I I thought it would be fun, um, but even my junior year, we'd be playing some teams. I mean, our football team was pretty good. We made playoffs and stuff. Like we go play against some of those teams. They're just so much bigger, and they just would like I'd look up at them like, "There's no way I'm gonna <laughs> go to college and play with these kids." <laughs> but more of a dream. If I wish I was foot taller and yeah. could run a 40 in about half a second less
0: <laughs> yeah for sure don't we all Jeez, wish we were a little taller <laughs> um, finally though like your junior year you break through and you win it I mean what what kind of yeah. feeling was that like to finally just get the job done I know you said you were kind of really just focused and zoned in but did you take take some time to enjoy a little bit
2: um, after it was over yeah uh, yeah, I think that uh, one of the most relieving matches was my semifinal. I think I've Vance Warner in the semifinals, and uh, I think that's who it was. And I think that they sent almost everybody to the finals that year. Bosco, and then Vance didn't go to the finals. And I remember sitting in, standing in line, and then like giving Vance shit for not making it. I felt bad for the kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but i think that semifinal was one of the ones that was like i hadn't got past that i've been there i hadn't got past it kind of the relief and then i get to go to saturday night and uh i get to weigh in one more time and then i get to eat all day
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then wrestle full. but that, that, that prize semi was my big relief
0: you know, I wonder how many people feel like you do that semifinals match is more stressful than the finals. I bet that's a lot yeah, more common than, than you might think.
2: Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I I don't know. I, I would say that because, I don't know, some people, one of their big goals is just to get there on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Um so well, a lot of people. But that wasn't my main goal and right. just finally get over that part of the hump and then get to that uh, Saturday night.
0: But yeah. Yeah, so you finally win it. You win it twice, back to back. Yep. Um was it harder the second time because you felt like you had a target on your back, or after winning it the first time you just knew what to expect and you know
1: Um
2: Well, going through the bracket, I would say, was probably, I might say it's easier, but more, I was more prepared, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what to expect. Like, my senior year, I was very disappointed in, my, like, my finals match. Like, if you ever see a picture of me in the finals, I didn't, I didn't celebrate, I didn't, didn't really smile, because I wrestled a kid from Corning, I think in the finals that year. And in duels two weeks before, I pinned him in like 45 seconds. I took him down, put him in a cradle and pinned him. So I was going out there, one, I, I don't even know what I was thinking. I think I wanted to throw him. for some reasons. So I remember going out there, trying to underhook him, and the kid backing up, kid backing up, trying to underhook him. I think I only beat him like four to two. But, uh, that was super happy, but about that, but the performance I should say. But concluding it out with the state title, looking back, it is yeah, it it was a good feeling. Mm -hmm. And I think that being able to prepare myself mentally for my second time, because my first time, I remember and if you haven't if if a person hasn't been in that situation, the state finals getting getting warmed up is a little different because the wait time is a lot. So I was getting it was I'd normally start warming up probably at like if I was at 45 at like 25 mm-hmm. um, somewhere around there a few matches before well, I started warming up pretty early and then my coach Connell was like hey you gotta stop warming up you got like an hour and a half for you to wrestle you're gonna be exhausted I'm like what you need to sit down and I remember peeing this is my junior my junior peeing like every five minutes mm-hmm. like, I do to go pee I gotta go pee I go mm-hmm. pee in fact, but my senior year, I didn't really have those nerves. Um, and just one of those things you've been there before, and to kind of know what to expect and how to prepare for it.
0: Yeah, int- that's an interesting point right there. You know, the wait time, you know, and the nerves, and like, because, you know, there's the commercials and they do the awards, and yeah, mm-hmm. like, from an athlete, geez, yeah, that's, huh yeah <laughs> that's, that's good on like, coach to, to be to be in the mindset too and be like hey you need to slow down here
2: yeah he he'd been there he was state champ himself he'd been there he kind of knew what to expect and jake damon he was actually the first state champ so he actually coached jake mm-hmm. through his state titles and I, i'm guessing jake was getting up warmed up even before I was. He might, he might have warmed up the entire time before I, before he wrestled. He mm-hmm. was kind of like that. He was kind of a high-strung kid. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, if you can get warmed up too, too uh, early before your match and then just be exhausted come that second period. So, yeah.
0: Very true. Yeah, and he was at a lower weight than you two, wasn't he? He was, like, at 19 or 25 or something.
2: Yeah. Our fresh, the year he won it, he won
0: it at 19 and I was at
2: 25 Mm -hmm. yep I remember yeah he actually pinned his way through the whole bracket
0: crazy I remember that that's crazy whenever somebody does that that's just to me that's just crazy
2: it was it was awesome I think he did the same move
0: too (laughs) same (laughs) move yeah a half maybe yep oh it was just it was a half Nelson oh
2: yeah he he was like half and block a knee pull them over and kind of it kind of looked like a stack but it was just a half a half and guys would come up to their base he'd block their knee stretch them out and take them
0: over you machine with that yeah. um, when did you start realizing you might go to Co you know
2: um it was actually pretty late in the process I took a lot of visits talked to a lot of coaches um because Coe was um, probably one of the last schools that I talked to and uh, it was after we went on a visit and I uh, went to stay with the guys and then I went and watched the national tournament they actually had Clayton Rush was in the finals that year and he had the national title and I just had a lot of similarities with the guys that were on the team at that time mm-hmm. um, kind of guys from that grew up in small towns like I did.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, they they, they like doing a lot of the same stuff I did. And and I liked the small school atmosphere. I remember going, I went on uh, a trip to Iowa State, one of Korean to Iowa State. I remember being there. My, um, my mom went to Iowa State. Oh, nice. And, uh, and I remember being like, cause I think Bono was giving us a tour. He was coming back, that he was there to help. And Bono was giving us a tour. And I'm like, golly, I'm lost. And heck, Bono was lost. Like, he was the <laughs> one we where we were going. I'm like, this guy is the coach here. I said, he's lost. I'm definitely going to be lost.
0: <laughs> that, yes, that's a big campus. I would say yeah. it's a big campus. So I can understand where. <laughs> so I go
2: from Little Eddyville and then to a campus that's the size of. Eddieville. And I think my, my mom really wanted me to go to Iowa State, but mm-hmm. I'm not a cyclist Yeah. Either. But
0: what other schools gave you a look?
2: Um, so I went to NIU. Uh, I went out there. Oh. Think College State. I really liked it up there. Yeah. Um uh Nebraska with Mike Denny, that uh he was over there at that Nebraska school.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um over there and visit out there during NCAAs. I talked to Nebraska a little bit. Um Ortberg came and visited me at school. What came school? and talked to me later. What's that? At school. Yeah, they came and like uh, they were like both the coaches were like sitting in my office. And I remember I remember they uh just threw a like a pamphlet stood threw it in front of me I was like you want to come here we're going to guarantee you're to be a national champion yeah he's like he's like no they said, didn't say national champion they said I guarantee you will be on a national championship team
0: mm-hmm.
2: in my head and I didn't know a lot about the three schools honestly I didn't know because there isn't really any around us except for Central right and uh, I didn't know much about them but I looked at their thing I'm like god these guys are awful cocky <laughs> I don't know. Corey, my head coach, went to Warburg too. He was—I think he wanted me to go there. But God, these guys are pretty cocky. <laughs> well, they went one-eight. They won every year. They won <laughs> duels and traditional. Mm-hmm. They weren't lying to me, but yeah, yep. Um, William Penn Central. I wasn't really interested. Wanted to kind of get away from home a little bit. Mm-hmm. but uh, yeah those are the main ones so you ended up got some at- letters a lot of places but I didn't really look into it but yeah
0: so you end up at Co I- like you, nobody said much about Co you know like your mom wanted you to go to Iowa State head coach wanted you yeah. to, to Warburg and you're like screw off I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to Co
2: well <laughs> it's, it's a funny story Coach O Coach o, ended up coming down eventually and um, we went out to eat during my lunch period um, uh, but they weren't like on the ball at most of the other schools. So I went on a visit up there. My visit was actually really weird. My parents, all the other visits, my parents drove me up. We all went up there, but I just want my grandma, me and my grandma went up to Co. and visited Coach and yeah, just me and my grandma. And, uh, I remember going up there and we sat down and talked to him. He shows us the plan for a new facility and, blah, blah. I give a slow spiel. And campus is okay. I mean, it wasn't anything like it is now, mm-hmm. but I remember leaving there and I'm like, God, I really like this place. I really do. And, uh, like I remember sitting in my driveway, talking to my mom. Oh, Grandview. Grandview was also, uh, Mitchell. He came to my house. Mm-hmm. He actually came to my house. Um, and I went up there on an overnight um, yeah, cause my sister gave him
0: cookies. Um, <laughs> really?
2: Yeah. Cause I, I was, I, I liked it. I liked up there. I wasn't sure I wanted to go the NAI route. Why? I don't know mm-hmm. if, what, what my thinking was. And that was before they really had a, uh, established program to, mm-hmm. um, they were pretty small. It wasn't anything like it is now. Right. They were, he was just getting things up and going. Um, but I was I remember I had to, but now I told my mom that, I'm like, hey, I think I'm going to go to, uh, I remember I had to go talk to Mitchell, and she made me call some of the other coaches that had been in contact with me and tell them, hey, sorry, but I'm going to go to Co. and stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's one of those things that we're sitting in the driveway at home, and I'm like, yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do.
0: Perfect. I mean, it worked out, obviously, but, um... You know those first couple years how hard were they you know trying to crack the lineup and you know yeah um like did at any point you start going man maybe i made the wrong choice
2: um i think coach joe did a really good job at um keeping your mind right type of deal Mm -hmm. um we had our two guys at my weights at 57 and 49 they were all all Americans, I mean, top three guys. Um, I knew that I had, if I wanted to do as well as I wanted to do, I'd have to beat them.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay,
2: so I, I didn't just want to be a fill in. I just wanted, just wanted, didn't want to just be a guy that filled the spot. I wanted to be a guy competing, and if I was going to compete somewhere, these are the guys I need to be competing against. And we had a room full of guys that were good. And um, mm-hmm. first two years are. My freshman year, I actually got in the lineup because our 57-pounder got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, I started the season at 49, um, and then I remember we went to our first tournament at up in Dubuque, and um, it was it was pretty hard to cut for me, but I was big. I like that. I like being the big guy.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I was strong. I, that was something like, I like this. And I remember after that tournament, I go to Coach O, and calls me his office, like, yeah, uh, you're a 57 pounder. I said, "No, I'm 49." <laughs> I said, "He's like, no, you're too big." I said, "No, I like being big." Well, he knew best. So listen, listen to Coach O. He's huge. You Don't really question a lot of things that he says. Mm-hmm. But so again, I'm going 57. I actually wrestled in the varsity lineup because our 57 pounder got hurt. Um, yeah, and. I knew when I was in that varsity lineup that like, there were some of those guys, those top guys, that I, I wasn't ready. Um, I had a lot of improving to do, and I think that those years of not being in the varsity really helped me mature. I really wish that D3 had a like a red shirt. That was one thing that I wish that I could have had a red shirt year. Mm-hmm. Because I think, if you're serious about it, kids need red shirt years. If um, I did. Maybe some kids nowadays don't, but I knew I did. Mm-hmm. And uh, <sighs> it's kind of a minor. And when I finally cracked lineup, I was ready. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was ready to compete. What? But it was, there, there were times that I probably questioned my freshman year whether I was good enough to be wrestling in college. I'm like, man, like some days you go there and just get beat on, just beat on and beat on and I just leave and are going to sit at the bar? and oh my God, am I like, good enough? But, I think some people kind of probably have those thoughts at some point in time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I remember going and talking uh, to our 25-pounder at the time. He was for national champion. He told me stories about when he came come in as a freshman. I think he was a national finals as a freshman, but there were still times where he was doubting
0: Things mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, yeah, it's gotta be tough, you know, when you go from being the big dog, you know, big dog on campus at your high school, and then now you're back to being the little dog, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you know, like, and then, sorry, go ahead,
2: and they don't, it's one of those things that, like, they're not gonna. They're not going to slow up
0: on you, mm-hmm. and I mean, good thing. But you're going to take your beatings. You're going to take them. So yeah, yeah. I mean, Co- get better. Co is a good school too. Like you know, I think some people sleep on Co because Warburg is is so good, and now Loris has had. I think it's been Loris who's had a few good years here. Like Co yep, yep. had some hammers in there. You know, the Leclairs, yep. um, Jimmy Gatto, the Burkles. Um, yep. I uh, know I'm missing plenty of other guys, but those are just the top of my head. Like, yep, on school ball them. Yeah, I mean, yep, they're good. So, yeah, we we had a solid team. Yeah, yeah. Would you get sixth? You get sixth one year? I thought you did, or maybe you had, maybe you took six to the NCAA's. I maybe mean, that's what it was.
2: Uh, we got my senior year. We were.
0: Fourth. Fourth. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Third, fourth.
2: Yeah. We had trophy. Yep.
0: Nice. Yeah. Yeah, and I and yeah. Was. Yeah, and so you know, finally, your junior year, you break through the lineup, you know, and it feels like all that hard work paid off, huh? You know, like yeah, suck it yep. out, man. Yeah.
2: Then finally, you're... the guy um, you're there and. And yeah, things junior years, I think things started started to actually finally click. Um, kind of caught my stride. Finally, that junior year, I what, actually what? end up end up wrestling. Uh, the same kid I wrestled in the state finals my junior year of high school in the match to go to nationals my junior
0: year of college. Oh, was that what Atwell? Is that his name? Atwell. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> crazy crazy yeah um <laughs> what, what finally clicked you know what, do, you, do you recall a moment or just something that you felt better or um, what what was it do you know
2: you know like when I said i am honest with myself about that it's one of those probably one of those things is like I don't know if my first few years if I truly was putting as much time as, as I should have been um <laughs> I was in the time I was putting in, was I giving it 110%? And I think that finally, probably the end of my sophomore year, junior year is when I could probably just start to realize that, hey, you just got to do more. You got to do more than even what you think you got to do. Um, you got to get those ex- more extra workouts in, not just what is what the team is doing. You got to do more lifts. You got to do more. Um, and I think my junior year and my sophomore year probably started realizing that that uh college it's everybody's doing that certain time frame it's it's what you're putting into it and kind of what you're uh what extra you can do to kind of separate
0: yourself yeah true that that's that's a hard realization to come to too you know and maybe some of the other people on the team aren't doing that you know yeah. i mean you got to do it for yourself like that's yeah. has gotta be tough yeah. No, I mean, did you have somebody to do it with you, or you know, were you just kind of like? But
2: there were, you know, there, there were guys that were getting stuff in, but I think honestly, I had to myself. I had to do it by myself. Just had to be in the room by myself. I had to be in the way by myself. I had to be doing my runs by myself. Once I did, mm-hmm. um, I don't know what it was, but there were guys definitely getting that extra in and probably some guys that were older than me that were doing that before me that I mm-hmm. probably should have joined but
0: and on top of this you know, you're you're going to school <laughs> you know and college yeah. ain't easy <laughs>
2: like no college is not easy it is <laughs> definitely there's a balance
0: yes and uh, good word good word because that's truth truth um, yeah. so you break through your senior year you know you w- was there a different mindset between even your senior and junior year when you just made the tournament your junior year versus your senior year yeah well,
2: yeah. yeah um i think it was one of those realizations that hey this is probably your last two type of deal um it's one of the things you just gotta work a little harder and i think that a big realization where i I knew that I could be an All-American. I knew that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I wanted to be a national champ. Um, But then I think there was, the realization where like, hey, you can definitely do this was, I pinned that returning national champ, I think it was at National Duels. I'm like, if I can pin him, Mm -hmm. I, I should be able to pin anybody, right? (laughs) Uh, And I, and I think after that, I, started working harder. And, just seeing that success, knowing I could get there and be on that stage again and on a Saturday night mm-hmm. in front of everybody was uh, something that drove me.
0: Yeah. really. you just unfortunately mm-hmm. ran into a buzz saw, man. That you know.
2: Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember because uh, he was up at sixty five. Yeah, yeah. And um. Like, you know what? Cool. Better for me. Mm -hmm. And he's up at 65. I just pinned returning national champ at 57. I'm like, cool. I ain't worried about anybody. And also, I think I see the rankings come out. I'm two. And he's one. I said, what in the (laughs) world? Because honestly, then I remember seeing that. And then like a little bit of doubt crap in my mind. I'm like, man. I got to run through this guy to win my national title now. hmm And, uh, yeah, it was, bizarre it was, I remember seeing him wrestle once, I, I, uh, and he beat our starter. I think he tagged him. Mm-hmm. He, I, he tacked our starter and, like, I'm like, who is this guy? Like, ask him, like, do you know who this guy is? i like, no. I'm like, this guy just sits in the corner with a hoodie on. hmm Sits there, gets up and just destroys everybody. And he's about five foot six, just built like a buzzsaw, mm-hmm. like just a brick house. Um, strongest guy I've ever wrestled in my life. I remember, yeah, it was, yeah. I remember when he when he finally came out in the rankings, I'm like, Phew, this path just got a whole lot harder. Mm-hmm. I said, I bet those guys up at 65 are just like... Having a party now. Yeah, I remember talking to I talked to Welter up at uh, state, right four state finals once. We were at, Buzzer, or up at I don't remember AU or high school state. We were at Buzzard Millies talking about it, and he's like, he was so relieved once he seen the czar drop down fifty seven. I said, I know, I bet you were.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because did he win it the same year you got second?
2: Yeah, he won it he won it he was won it three times I believe he was outstanding wrestler all three times I don't remember There's one year he didn't win it but he didn't wrestle in the tournament Mm -hmm. I don't remember what it was I mean he has to be one of the best D3 wrestlers to ever come through Um, but yeah he was something special that was definitely
0: yeah (laughs) so um... When did the, the satisfaction start to roll in from the disappointment? You know, like obviously you're disappointed you lost, but you know to end your career runner up, you know there's got to be some satisfaction in that, I, I would think. But
2: yeah, um, uh, I would say it probably came in a week or so after nationals, probably. Yeah. Um, sounds pretty. There's a lot of emotions after that finals going through a mixture of one, didn't achieve the goal, I wouldn't achieve two. Mm -hmm. You got beat in the middle of the the state and the national finals. That three, my, my career wrestling is probably done. So it was a, there's a lot of emotions going into all of that, that I, it's hard to describe. Mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah. But probably about a week after, trophy set um, in my college room. Think, yeah. We had a pretty good run mm-hmm. type of deal.
0: Yeah. Well, lo and behold, it wasn't your final match. Because you did <laughs> wrestle at Grapple in Town. Yeah. So, <laughs> so little did we know, you got one more shot, apparently. Yeah. How'd that go? How how was that? Against Jordan Rinkin.
2: Oh, that that was a blast. Yeah.
0: That
2: was that was for a small town that's one of the coolest things I've one of the coolest little town of celebration things I've ever mm-hmm. been to. Just because man, the wrestling, those guys there, they love wrestling. Like <laughs> you can just tell. Like they fed off it.
1: Mm-hmm. That was
2: their atmosphere was awesome. There was People from everywhere going there, side of the mat, drinking beer, watching wrestling, cheering. Oh man, <laughs> it was it was that was an environment.
0: Yeah, and it was, it was cool. And your didn't your college teammate Bo Westfall was there? You wrestled?
2: Yeah. Yep. So, Bo did. That's, yep. He some dress up.
0: Yeah. How how'd you do? How'd you do in that match?
2: I I won. I beat Rankin. Yeah, all
0: right. In that See, match. There you go. Yep yeah that was cool yeah that's awesome you know something yeah. and that was outside too wasn't it I mean,
2: yeah it was on a bunch of hay bales <laughs> oh, no, no kidding. yeah it was a mat on a bunch of like those large square bales yeah and yeah yeah that was i remember telling them like man we need to do one of these down south where i'm from mm-hmm.
0: this
2: would be cool
0: yeah how did you get connected with that like who who reached out to you
2: um, Rhino Cox reached out to me um, I think it was Rhino um, I, don't, I don't know how I know him through like cause I coach youth wrestling a lot mm-hmm. um, and he's just familiar with people and I don't, I'm not sure if Bo had some influence on them getting a hold of me or not but mm-hmm. um, Rhino's the one that kind of got a hold of me and said hey you're interested in it was kind of my contact point
0: So is it safe to say that that was your last match?
2: Um, I actually wrestled in a couple uh (laughs) uh core cup national events too. Really? Of the like the older divisions. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those things. Like I I started my Outlaws Club up, and Mm -hmm. um, basically a couple years, I just made made deal with them, like right before districts. My first year deal I made, I was like, all right, you guys qualify this many for state and they wanted me to wrestle in this Corkout Nationals, and I said, I'll go wrestling in it. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they, I was like, I think I, I said 15, they qualified like 30. Oh, my God. yeah. They qualified like, like 30, 30 kids per state, so I went and wrestled in that one. Um, I won that one. I think I wrestled Yankovic there in that one. Um, but then the next year, I, hey, they wanted to make a deal with me again. Like, all right, the deal's going to be a lot, a little steeper this
0: time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, you
2: got to place like 10 at stake, mm-hmm. 10 at stake to, um, for me to rest on it. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember <clears throat> it was the end of the session, and one of the kids that <sighs> I'm not sure he won a match at districts, but still qualified, um, maybe 1 1, but he like somehow breaks through at the very end of the period, and wins a match to be there at my 10th place. In it. So I have to go wrestle at <laughs> Corn Cop Nationals again. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think that – I think I'm done with that. Yeah. I, I might do like an old-timer. I think I qualify. I think they do like a 30 and up. I am 30 now. Yeah, like. yeah. But the, those college kids are – keep coming out and they're – I'm on the downhill yeah, incline. Yeah. They're right at their peak. <laughs> My pride a little bit, and I get beat down by him.
0: (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Um, Talk a little bit about the Southern Iowa Outlaws. You started this club, right? Right. Yep. Um. So
2: after college, I went and I was a grad assistant up at Iowa Lakes, and then from there, I was there a year, and just junior college thing was not for me. Like, junior I. I was up in It's cold, windy, 24 7. Mm-hmm. I was like five hours from home. Well, I moved back home. And, yeah, I started at Southern Outlaws. And our town didn't really have a club. They had this, they had a club. But they had their, they didn't have somewhere for like the kids, the upper level, to go get taught things like at a call, at an upper level. Like, mm-hmm. They have a coach teach you the kids upper level technique and stuff like that. And that was kind of my goal let do that back. And I think we've been doing it for six years. Yeah. Seven years, something like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we'll have anywhere from, uh, we run that Eddieville, which was actually weird because I started that. And then I got the teaching job at North Mahaska, And I still ran the youth, my, my youth club at Eddieville. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, those kids that are coming through or now that are graduating in like the past few years or come through now. Um, or like, we're like my first group, like Carter Anderson and, and those guys were my first, the first kids that I had come through. Um, yeah, we'll have like 25, 30 kids in the club and, uh, run a couple nights a week and yeah.
0: Nice. Where did the name outlaws come from?
2: Um, we were actually we had, I had a meeting so Jake and me, Jake and Rich Langton. We were sitting down at uh, one of the bars here in town at Eddieville, like just kind of having me and talking about it. And I'm like, "What should we call it?" I, I don't really know where Outlaws came from. You know? We, I think we had a list of paper. And we started like writing a bunch of them down, and, and somehow it laid on somehow Outlaws. I don't, yeah, there's no no cool story behind it. It's just you are sitting there like, huh? All right, that one sounds good. Let's
0: go. <laughs> uh, 30 twenty, thirty kids—that's pretty good. It's pretty good showing, I would think. You know? Yeah. no um, yep. I think there's some good wrestling yep. in that area. Obviously.
2: You yeah, know. there is. There's. Um, I think there are a lot of there's several kids down here. That's. Um, and it's getting better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that we had it down. We had it. There was a point in time we were we were pretty down, but mm-hmm. there's some other clubs around the area and. Um, coach that are doing a good job, and kind of we're we we're, we're on the uphill trajectory now. I think with um, some of these kids, we have a real solid group coming through, like Eddieville does. Um, junior high kids that um, have came up through our clubs and stuff, that I think that will do really well in high school. Um, yeah. Like last year, I think I think we had. <sighs> For our little club, we have, I think we had nine in the semis at AU. Wow. Know, nine or ten in the semis at AU last year, so we had a good year.
1: Yeah.
2: um, We can't compete with some of those some of those other guys, but mm-hmm. with our numbers and stuff, I think it was a successful season for us. But, yeah, yeah, we're still growing. We're still working.
0: Yeah, you know, it's got to be tough. You know, I grew up in an area similar to yours, just up in the northeast corner in Monona, and, you know, there's, there's a bunch of little towns – you know, so yep. like getting people to yep. commute and meet in the middle was always yep. kind of difficult, you know?
2: Yeah, it's, it is. It's hard to get those numbers and keep the numbers mm-hmm. because unlike those Des Moines school, the Des Moines clubs up in Iowa city, Des Moines, even up in Cedar Falls, like there's so many people to come to your club right that it's easy with numbers. We're, we just fight for numbers. We just like, Hey, come out, come out for wrestling, blah, blah, blah. And, and I mean, there even down here, there are this little area. There were three clubs. There's one club that just joined together. There were three clubs within 20 miles of each other. And these schools are all two A, one A schools around here. Mm-hmm. There's only there's not that many to choose from, mm-hmm. kids wise. Like it's and uh, but they come and they go. Mm-hmm. But just got to keep. Honestly, you do – I think that one of the big things is you do what's best for the kids, and parents will see that, and see you're doing a good job, and they will make the right decisions.
0: Yeah, yeah. And did you – did you do MMA for a little bit as well after you graduated?
2: Uh, I did it – so my – was it – I think it was my junior summer, and my – it was one of the things that I did to keep keep training – my junior summer, my senior summer, and I did it a little bit after. Um, yeah, it was one of those things. That I there was a MMA gym literally right down the road from from Co. Mm-hmm. And it was a hard drive. Yeah, yep. um, And uh, I knew a guy that was his name was Steve Carl. He's pretty pretty big at the time um, in MMA and some of the guys down there. So I started going down there and training a little bit. And, um, at first I think that Coach O wasn't a big fan of. The kids going and doing the MMA, um, but I think that he knew that I needed something like that, and something like that to keep pushing me. And um, and I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed punching people. Um, <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was fun, and it was just something I go in there and I can wrestle with guys and train and just getting a workout in all the time, mm-hmm. and it just it helped. Yes, I did. I had nine, nine fights. Um, I did nine of them. Wow! Yeah, so I had a little MMA stint.
0: How'd you do? I went all nine. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say like
2: I wouldn't say they're all high quality wins. Like, uh, but they're wins. Yeah. It, it was fun. Just m- most of it was just training for me. Those, but then. My buddies were like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna go fight. We're gonna go watch." We're like, okay, well, let's do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We all pile in, we'd get to hotels, and we go fight and have a good
0: time. <laughs> I'm surprised he was okay with you actually competing. Like, practice is one thing, or going and you know, practice at Hard Drive, but competing—that'd be a whole nother ball game. Yeah,
2: I. I'm not sure exactly what it says on that one. I was going to compete. Whether somebody liked it or not type of deal. Mm-hmm. I love, like, I, I was an adrenaline junkie, and I love competing. Mm-hmm. Like, I love competing in something, and that was my outlet to compete in that, to train for that, and to go see, hey, get locked, get locked in a cage and find it out. Mm-hmm. But it was fun. It was it was fun My last, and I got into teaching and kind of, uh, people ask, well, why don't you still do it? Well, I got into teaching, and one of those things, I moved away from, Place where I trained Yeah, and um, I'm one of those guys that if I'm going to do something, I'm going to train. I um, have people train me at it. I'm not just going to kind of go into it halfway. I'm going to dive all the way into it, type of deal.
1: Yeah.
2: So I move into my training site. So I'm gonna, you know, I mean, there were, there was a, a point in time where I was thinking about going down the um, MMA path. Talking to some guys from Bellator, went down the MMA path, but okay, I don't. Think I want to get punched in the face for a living? Yeah, it was right. fun it lasted. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> how how long did you did you do it for? You? I know you said your junior summer, your senior summer. So like you fall over like a three year, four year period.
2: Yeah, about three. Yeah. Yep. I think I trained for probably three and a half years. Probably fought for probably three year, one two. No. Trained for three years, pop for two and a half.
0: Damn. What's it like going into a wrestling match versus going into a, to an MMA match?
2: Um, MMA, for me personally, um, like the adrenaline was a lot higher. Mm-hmm. Like, you get, you walk out there with your crew, they play music, blast this music, and then <laughs> they lock the cage on you. And once they lock that cage, there's a feeling that goes through your body that I don't know how to describe. Like it's unlike it's not like any wrestling thing I've done before because it's like all right, either he's going to beat you up or you're going to beat him up. And everybody's going to watch because or you run out of that cage looking like a punk. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I loved it. It was no. it was well, it, I was an adrenaline jackie. Yeah. That's And I I like competing, so that was a good avenue for me, and a good avenue for me to keep training. And yeah,
0: what's it like getting hit for the first time? The first time you're out there and you're, you know, you got your first match going on, you get punched square in the, you know, in the chest. Like, what's it like the first time?
2: Getting punched? Well, because in practice, like I practice with guys that have, like, that have been boxing and stuff forever. Mm-hmm. So I get punched and practice I would get punched and practice a lot. <laughs> um like out in the match, out out in the fight, like your adrenaline's going. I remember my one of my probably my second fight, I was getting kicked. One of the things I got kicked and like on my lead leg this kick just kept kicking my leg knee. I'm just like, you know what? It, I don't even feel it. It doesn't even hurt. Kept kicking it, kicking it, kicking it. Well, being real new real new to fighting, um, he kinda knew what he was doing. He was just kinda trying to taking my front knee out and I just kept letting him kick it. And the guy in the corner was like, check the kick. And at that time, i like, I don't even know what check and kick it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I end up taking him down punching him and beating him. But I walk out and I'm like, my knee is swollen and I can't walk on my leg. But yeah, cause you let the guy kick it 35 times. <laughs> yeah, but, but the first time I got kicked in the face, that was that was one of those things that hits you and you're just like, you don't know what happened. <laughs> I remember we were in Davenport, this kid, his name's Austin Hubbard, he kicked me square in the face. And he actually, that kid actually fights in UFC now. Really? Yeah, um, and, uh, um, I remember getting kicked, I'm like, oh my God, and I just remember seeing him like come at me. And I think, I remember I went down to a knee, I was coming back up, and I was still a knee in an MMA, you can't, well, I know I remember in the in the amateur, you can't kick a down opponent, which like for knee and her hands on the ground, you can't kick them like in the face. Well, he comes up and kick me, and goes right in front of my nose, like this. I remember looking at him, like, oh my god, I could real bad. But uh, my first kick was, it was an eye opener. That's probably after that's probably like, do I really want to do this for a living? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can just go coach wrestling. I like wrestling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and were you sponsored? Like, did you get, like, uh, compensation for those fights and everything?
2: Uh, I guess I can say, it. yeah, I actually, um, I got, okay, so it, it, it is, because I was an NCAA athlete, there is a way to go about it. But yes, I got, like, some sponsorships for, like, getting put on my banner, getting their names on my, my pants and stuff like that and technically get in like ticket sales and you can get for people buying tickets to come watch you you can get money for that
0: okay I can leave this out of the podcast I, I was just curious for my own you know
2: yeah so. I, I don't know it was kind of uh, a gray area where they just handed me like a chunk of change
1: yeah
2: here's your money like okay
1: <laughs> right
2: but yeah, people would sponsor me. They would, and like companies, um, a lot of local companies, just to be on my banner that they hung over the cage during the fights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Do you find find yeah. some pretty big crowds?
2: Uh yeah. Um. So I fought in Curl Stadium, that stadium see the Rapids,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and they would fill that place up. Um. Mm. I fought. There is, it's called a river center in um, uh, Davenport. There's a pretty big place there. I fought there. Um, and then, weirdly enough, weirdly enough, there's a place in the Telma called well, True Rev. And they, there's a hmm. called a Bridgeview Center down here. And they'll fill, that thing we packed. <laughs> really? I mean, I don't know what people they don't have nothing better to do. So they can come <laughs> watch people fight. But that place would get
1: packed mm-hmm.
2: yeah there wasn't really any my very very first fight that i ever had was actually here i live in hedrick it's a tiny town um it's hard to find on map. there is like an old gym that was my very first fight <laughs> Go to weigh-ins and um go to weigh-ins and you know i'm wrestling my whole life so you fight 155 you weigh 155 well in mma you can weigh um 155.9 where hmm. they go weigh-in's this kid that we're going right, to go up to our, to our standoff and stuff. And he's going to go check, going to go up the weight. I look at him. I'm like, dude, this guy is like fat, fat, fat. Like he's big. I'm like, and they call him up. I'm like, there's no way this kid's my size. <laughs> so he just goes upstairs on the scale and he's like 40 pounds overweight. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like what did you think? Did you think you were close? <laughs> You're just like 40 pounds off? You think that you were going to make it? Casually. And they end up actually, um, later that day, I was fresh out of college. So I was actually looking pretty lean. And um, the promoter was like, like well, you still? I said, I'll still fight him. I said, I don't care. And I guess that, the other guy's fight camp like, no, we don't want him to hurt you. I said, he's not going to hurt me. So I'll still fight him. Well, they didn't show up the next day. Well, there's a guy the way up from me, his guy didn't show up the next day. I mean he's 170, so this guy's huge. And uh, the promoter comes up to me, he's like he his guy didn't show up either. Do you want to fight him? I look over at him. I said, and this guy just got out of the mill, He's his marine, he's all tied up. I'm like, You serious? (laughs) So he like this big pump up speech, and I'm like, you know what? I I can do it. So I did. This guy, he was he was huge. I basically got take him down and just choke him because I there wasn't nothing else I was gonna do <laughs> Yeah.
0: It, and this was in, <laughs> this was all in this old gym up at uptown.
2: Hendricks. yeah. <laughs> it was like the Rick and dinkus, like redneck is like <laughs> there were people on the sides of this cage, like hitting the cage, yelling and it was it was yeah. Then after that, I didn't go to any more of those. Yeah. I'm like, I, because it never made people will come. Like, promoter will come ask you, and I'm like, I'm not gonna. If you don't have proper, because there's uh, like leagues and like sanctions and stuff like that. Like, um, commissions. There's the Iowa Fighting Commission, their athletic commission. And, like, they will sponsor events, not sponsor, but they have to go by their codes. Mm-hmm. And if they don't have proper paperwork, I was like. I'm not doing that. Yeah, no. because if that have insurance and stuff, and I'm pretty positive that first fight I was, that probably didn't have insurance. Like, if you broke something, you're probably on your own. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You
0: Dang learn. that dude! So your first, so let me get this straight. So your first opponent shows up over 40 pounds overweight. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> what were you thinking?
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those guys, and and then in this MMA thing. Um, there are several guys I believe that think they're tough guys, so they're going to go out and try to fight because they think they can fight somebody in the street.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, it's mixed martial arts. You go against somebody that has trained any of the martial arts, you're probably going to get beat up pretty bad. Yeah, and I you mean, know, there was I do remember a guy that I think he thought he was a tough guy, and I fought, and I remember he tried to kick me and I caught it. I went and, so the cage was about this high and I lifted him up like I was going to throw him out of the cage I just take him and slam him down. (laughs) But it was one of those guys, I mean, and I look back on it and I'm just like, it was fun and everything. My my friends had a blast watching it, but it was a waste of time. Waste of me getting down, cutting down to 155 and coming and because like, sometimes the guys just don't show up. Mm-hmm. And I had a fight for Bellator because they had like a Bellator pull on a Cedar Rapids and I had one but made way. Guys didn't show. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of guys that just aren't professional. That's Unfortunately, it's part of that sport that probably needs to be kind of weeded out somehow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, you're training and obviously you're paying the gym probably a little yep. bit or something, you know, and it ain't free. Yep. So, no. um, and the dedication, the yeah. time, like, yeah. Could you imagine if somebody just didn't show up when you were gonna wrestle them Like, no, no, I don't think so. Yeah,
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm supposed to wrestle oh,
0: Yeah, kind of, Oh, I'm forty pounds over. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, what? No, no. <laughs> so, um, well, anyway, are you um, are you going into your first year at Eddieville Will this be your first year?
2: Yes. Oh, right. Um. Yep. I was. Been,
0: North for five years this will be the first one at um in mm-hmm. coming up yep well awesome well yeah we can wrap up here it's been great talking with you um good stuff honestly yeah <laughs> you know um good luck this year i'll be watching paying attention to the addyville blakesburg rockets you know
2: yeah <laughs> yeah we're uh it should be all right. I, I do think here and we should have a really, really good team here. And I know we got some seventh grade or junior high kids that are solid. Um, Really guys that have been in the youth scene a long time. And I'm excited. I'm excited for the future of us.
0: It. Yeah. It's, it has to be a little bittersweet leaving North Mahaska after you've been there for five years. And it sounds like, you know, you have, you have them on the up and up, the incline. And now yeah. this opportunity – you know, comes up maybe once in a lifetime, you know, if you want to say it like that. But this big opportunity at your alma mater, you know, that had to be tough decision. Yeah. It 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 was tough, but
2: I know I I knew as I started coaching these kids are coming up that I'd really love to coach them when they get to high school. Like And Yeah, it's one of those things that couldn't pass up
0: thanks again for listening to this episode of the let's talk wrestling podcast special thanks to my guest dimitri boyer for taking the time to sit down and chat with me cover art created and designed by kristen gill please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. I'm also happy to announce that you can find the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast on both Amazon Music and Audible, so be sure to check me out on those platforms. You can also check me out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat to hear more of my content. And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Lastly, don't forget to check out the show notes for more information about the Gear Up campaign and visit their website. Again, that website is National beatthestreets dot org slash let's talk wrestling. Take care and we will see you next time.